Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am a personal transformation specialist. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we are going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming Confidently You. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. I want to take a hot minute to thank you if you are still here. Um, I'm sure that you've noticed in the previous episodes that I am learning to figure out sound quality, distance from my mic, adjusting sound levels. I am not techie. I am new to this and I am so grateful for you sticking around and uh, finding value in my words rather than focusing on my sometimes not so great sound quality and that's okay. It's another thing that I'm learning to overcome and just put my content out there and knowing that I'm going to get better as I go along rather than uh, focus on being frustrated about the sound quality. But nevertheless, I digress and uh, carry on with today's episode. I today is Today's episode is inspired by a Facebook Live video that I did about six months ago. So yes, guilty as charged, I am recycling some content here. But I was going through some uh, memories in my phone and came across this video that I did. And despite the fact that a lot has changed in my life since since I first did this video, many of the principles remain the same. And I've actually Uh, gained more wisdom since this time and I feel that I can offer new value to what I want to talk about today and so I'm excited to share that with you. So this uh, today I want to talk about fostering faith within yourself. Faith is a major aspect of building confidence. In fact, it is one of my five principles of confidence and when I first made that Facebook Live video, I believe this was back in September of 2020, I was about to move homes. I hadn't yet officially become an entrepreneur. And so at that point, I didn't quite have as much applicable wisdom as I do now. I am a full entrepreneur right now. This is what I do full time. 
my business. And so I, I'm really excited to offer you more wisdom since uh, over the past six months. And this this wisdom that I've obtained, I'm giving it to you in this episode, and it is all about faith. So let's dive right in, shall we? So I'm going to share a little story with you, uh, both a pre-Facebook Live video and post-Facebook Live video. So pre and post September. And then I am going to share three of my tips to foster faith within yourself. And I feel this is so relevant because it's come to my attention that over the past eight to 10 months, or really since, um, you know, COVID-19 really hit society, um, that there is a different epidemic proliferating outside of the health pandemic that is currently happening in the world. And I believe that this is an epidemic of lack of faith. And there's a lot of evidence of this based on the amount of people who are depressed and feel stuck in life. They dislike their jobs. They live life without purpose, low self-confidence, poverty, you name it. All of these things are an evidence of lack of faith. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of it has to do with, you know, other circumstances and happenings in life, but I can see a lot of evidence rooting to a lack of faith. Dreaming bigger. I had heard from so many mentors before about dreaming bigger, but there was something about her that really resonated with me and her voice. It just seemed like she was speaking directly to me. And so I started to get this itch to start my own business. And I was struggling um, in my home space because I didn't have a dedicated workspace in my home. I was working from the kitchen table, you know, in in an environment that was loud My son's toys were everywhere. If there was any sort of mess or clutter that was in the house, I found it very distracting. And if there wasn't any mess or clutter, I felt like I had to clean up the space before I could sit down and concentrate on my work. I think you get the picture. It just really wasn't a conducive environment for me to work productively. And it it ended up just being more exhausting than productive at all. And around that time in September, synchronistically, my tenants were moving out of the house that I owned. I was living in a home that I was renting and uh, was uh, renting out the house that I owned. And my tenants uh, gave me notice that they were moving out in a couple of months. And my choice was to either find new tenants during a pandemic or to move back into my place. And... This was a really tough decision to make because the house that I own, the cost of living and to maintain the home, uh, the home expenses were much more than what I was paying at the house that I was renting from. And it was also in an unideal neighborhood. Um, The house that I was renting, you know, my sister-in-law lived around the corner, mother in law and brother in law lived down the street. It was, it it was just so ideal, and we were only a few blocks away from the river. Beautiful walking trails. We loved our home. It was a beautiful home, um, 
and and it was affordable and in the house that I owned cost so much more and it was very daunting to us and we didn't want to live away from our family but something was pulling me there my intuition was telling me even though it didn't make a lot of sense but my intuition was telling me amber there's some sort of lesson for you to learn by moving back to the home that you own There's something there for you to accomplish. There's some sort of purpose for you to fulfill by moving there. And I couldn't ignore this this tug, this, this push, this feeling that I was getting from my intuition. And even though on paper, it didn't make sense for us to move there. But oddly enough, despite knowing that it cost more, despite knowing that it was away from family, etc., It actually brought me a lot of joy when I started to picture what our lives would look like if we lived there. And I began to take in those positive thoughts. This house had an extra bedroom, so that meant that I could have an office space. It meant that we would have our own space as a family. The house that we were renting, there was a a tenant in the basement and we kind of butted heads a little bit about space and sharing the common spaces. And so that was a struggle for us. And so moving to this new home, we would have our own space. And there's also an off-leash dog park next door. So there are positives to living here. It's just that I wasn't focusing on what those positives were beforehand until it was presented with the opportunity of moving back here. So like I said, on paper and financially, it really didn't make a lot of sense to move to this house. And it was really scary to 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 think about moving to a place that did cost more and considering that we have unpredictable income with me being an entrepreneur and but I just I just had this thought I'm gonna do this I'm gonna fucking do this you know screw this life that I've lived before about you know working my ass off at a job for someone else to support and and push forward someone else in their future instead of my own I want to work for myself I want to build a future for myself on my own work and I feel like this home is going to be an amazing tool to get myself there and again despite the fact that we would have unpredictable income which is really scary especially when you're living in a pandemic and when I think about my money story and how my mom used to work four jobs to support us and how I was always told and taught to be very um, sparse with your, or uh, not sparse with your money, but uh, save your money, you know, hold on to money, keep as much of it as you can, etc. And that there was this scarcity mindset around money. And so it's been taking a lot of intentional training to my brain to to overcome this idea that it's overcome this idea that you have to know where your money is always coming from and so really embracing that on on this journey of of fostering that faith within myself so but I knew 
I knew that I would have an office space at this home. And I knew that that was going to be a game changer for me, that if I could have this this office space, then I knew that I would be able to make extra money, more money than we were making before because uh, I could work more productively and have that dedicated space to myself and, and close myself off to what's going on in my home at the time and just focus on what I'm doing. And now I look back because it's March. We've lived here since the end of October. Now I look back and frankly, I'm really proud of what I've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. I, I officially started my business. I am bringing in income with that business. I have gained three certificates since, liv- since living here. And I still have time freedom. And when I, if I were to bring myself back to when I was working a full-time job, I never would have thought this would have been possible to, to take that leap of faith on myself. That was scary. And I never thought that I would be able to accomplish this, let alone accomplish this in such a short period of time. But the message that I want to give to you today is that it's truly amazing what you can do when you deeply believe in yourself. See, here's the thing about beliefs. Beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. People die to protect their beliefs. If we think about all of the wars and 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 the Holocaust and other other like feats and wars and just horrible things that have happened in society due to people protecting their beliefs. There is so much power behind beliefs. So I want to give you three tips to help you harness this power of belief to foster that faith within yourself. And they're not necessarily my my top three beliefs. They're just three simple, simple life hacks, basically, for you to implement in your life today that over time and with consistent use are going to make such a big difference in your life. So here's the first. Treat your mind, body, and spirit like a garden and always pick the weeds. So what I mean by this is protect your energy and honor your energy. This might mean going on a negativity detox. So this might mean letting go of people that rob you of your energy or and don't offer any in return. This might mean not watching the news. This might mean 
holding back in certain scenarios where you gave so much of your energy and didn't receive any of it in return. So maybe that's your job. Maybe you need to find a different job that supports you better and aligns with you more. Maybe this is establishing healthy boundaries and learning to say no, confidently saying yes and comfortably saying no. No, Or maybe this is knowing when to let go. This is forgiveness. A lesson that I've learned recently is that forgiveness is releasing a prisoner from jail and then realizing that the prisoner was you. Forgiveness is all about you and nothing to do with the person that hurt you. Well, I shouldn't say nothing, but less so than the person that hurt you. So knowing when to let go and forgiveness is a beautiful example of that. So these are all different ways that you can treat your mind, body, and spirit like a garden. And there are ways to also nourish the garden. So this is practicing self-care. Maybe that's having a weekly or daily ritual to fill your own cup. Maybe this is having a bath. Maybe this is practicing a meditation, etc. So tip number two, allow joy to be your compass. Follow your joy compass. Remember in the last episode, if you caught it, you cannot selectively numb emotions. We live in a society where we want to hide and run away from uncomfortable feelings that we have. But the problem is, is that we cannot selectively numb emotions. So when you choose to numb pain, fear, shame, discomfort, etc., you also numb your positive emotions. And those positive emotions can help be a guide to you. So can the negatives as well. I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't just say that with positives, but negatives can also help be a guide for you. And when you numb these emotions, you, dis- you disconnect your mind, body, and spirit. They no longer work in alignment with each other. And your, jo- your joy, so a positive emotion, joy is linked to your intuition. And your intuition is your inherent guide within your mind, body, and spirit. Intuition is how you make decisions, how you choose which path you want to take in life. So, so I've, I've been asked before, what does it feel like when, when joy is talking to you? So for me... Joy, on a physiological level, joy feels like your heart and your throat kind of screaming at you. It's when, it's when, it, it's when it feels like your heart is going to explode through your throat because you are so excited about something. It's, and when we look at the heart and throat chakras... The heart chakra is, well, obviously associated with love. And the throat chakra is associated with truth. So when you feel the physiological reactions or 
um, the physiological, yeah, I guess it's a reaction in your body. It's when truth and love are in alignment with those energetic centers of your body. And sometimes there's fear that accompanies joy. It's, there's sometimes fear paired to joy. But when that happens, I would encourage you to lean into that fear because if you ignore or run away from the fear, you're also running away from the joy. So when fear and joy present themselves together, lean into the fear because what you overcome will bring you joy. And this needs to occur in the form of taking inspired and aligned action. Be open to the synchronicities that are going to occur when you follow joy and live your life in alignment with your purpose and what you want what you're here what you're here to do as a as a soul living in the human body that you have lean into the fear take aligned inspired action and follow your joy compass and in my third tip and final tip Talk to yourself with the encouragement that you would give a seven-year-old. Children, up until the age of five to seven, do not have a conscious mind. They don't live logically. They are a walking, talking, unconscious mind, which is why they soak up everything that happens to them like a sponge and this is something I am absolutely learning as a mother to a 15 month year old boy he definitely soaks everything up and it amazes me the shit that he picks up it's it's fascinating actually so children are like a walking unconscious mind and the unconscious mind is is such a powerful tool. It is the most powerful tool that we have. Now, the thing about the unconscious mind, every single thing that you say and do is an instruction to the unconscious mind. Be aware of the language that you are saying to yourself. Use positive language. And I don't just mean like happy-go-lucky. I mean like positive as in affirmative. Things that are stated in the affirmative. Because the unconscious mind does not understand negatives. So maybe you're trying to give yourself some self-love and talk yourself up. Well, when you say something to yourself like, I'm not a bad person. Well, yes, I could say that that's a positive thing to say about yourself, but because the unconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, what it's actually hearing is, I am a bad person. So we can also look like look at this when we are when we're learning about being parents. 
is and relate and understanding that children are a walking unconscious mind is that you know they take in everything so literally and as an instruction and they don't understand negatives so if let's say i'm i'm talking to my son and he has misbehaved in some way think of the profound effect that it has on his psyche if i were to tell him that he is a bad boy he's going to take that so literally and that is going to shape and form him as a person if i especially consistently call him a bad boy because he's not a bad boy it's the behavior that he did that is unacceptable so instead i would say something like now noah his name is noah now noah i know that you are a good boy but this behavior that you are doing is unacceptable and that is how you also need to think about talking to yourself. And the other thing about kids is that repetition is key. When you are trying to teach a child to say, for example, brush their teeth, you have to tell them probably a thousand times every morning when you wake up and every night before you go to bed, you have to brush your teeth, right? You have to repeat it. They're not going to pick it up after a one time. It's the same with your unconscious mind as an adult. It's so important to use repetition, repetition, repetition. Because you can think of your, your brain. It has these neural pathways in it. And You can think of these neural pathways like a wheat field and how repetition helps to form these new neural pathways in the brain. So like when you're walking through a wheat field, the first time that you walk through a wheat field, it's going to be difficult and challenging to plow through that wheat. But the more that you walk over and over and over that same path, the more beaten down the path becomes and the easier it is to walk. And that's the power of the rep- that's the power that comes with repetition of uh, repetition of positive affirmations. So I'm a huge fan of affirmations. So let's say, for example, you're wanting to quit smoking. A great way to use affirmations is instead of saying, I'm quitting smoking. Say something like, I am, I am eliminating toxicity from my body. I am eliminating nicotine. I breathe in fresh, clean air into my body. Something like that. And instead of, like, instead of focusing on not being a smoker what is a more empowering phrase that you can say to yourself and if none of those resonate with you what i said maybe say something like i'm overcoming my nicotine habit or addiction something like that that's still very empowering to say something like that when you 
truly embody these three tips that I'm offering you today, it really enables you to feel that true sense of confidence within yourself. Think about it. What would your life look like if you had healthy boundaries by treating your mind, body, and spirit like a garden? What would your life look like if you followed your joy compass and only pursued what you want in life or pursued or took on feats because your joy compass was telling you to? Wouldn't that be so much more fulfilling and gratifying and satisfying? Wouldn't your life be more happy? And how would your life look like if you talk to yourself like you would a child? Think about how confident you would feel by doing these small different forms of training, I training I suppose, these small forms of training that make you feel more confident. So I invite you today to try any one of these three or an amalgamation of the three. These three simple, I'm not going to say they're easy, but they are simple tips that I have incorporated into my life and what a big difference it has made. Especially, I gotta say, especially the toxicity, man. Like, letting go of people, objects, things that don't serve me. My goodness, the amount of energetic space that has freed up in my life by that one simple tip alone. Again, not easy, especially when letting go of people. That's not easy, but it is simple to really take a step back and practice some self-awareness and really ponder like the people in your life, are they breeding happiness or toxicity in your life? Either way, I highly encourage you to, to, to try one or two or all of these tips and really ask yourself, what do I believe in? Because remember, beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. And if you feel that you need a little bit of help or guidance on developing beliefs that serve you, I invite you to go to my website, www.confidentlyyou.ca, and you can check out the different ways that you can work with me whether it be a one-on-one coaching session or in rituals or workshops that I host. Either way, I am here for you to help you become your most confident self. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so excited to be a part of your confidence building journey and truly honored. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? 
I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.